the Hell Fucking Yeah podcast. So, man, welcome back. Joseph Poliquin. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good, man. Um, yeah, I was actually listening to our last episode. So it was like, first of all, it was over a year ago, which kind of blew my mind. Yeah, dang, it's been a long year. It was like beginning of September uh, last year. Uh, and you still hold the record for the longest episode that I have. Oh, oh wow. Cool. <laughs> a whopping hour and 52 minutes. And that was cut, you know, that was cut down. Yeah. Damn. You just, you just went, you just fucking rolled. <laughs> Love that. He's so rude though. <laughs> I haven't named yeah, him yet. Man. Yeah. You got this immersive mode. Immersive mode. What does that mean? All right. Let me show you. Hold on. I, I, there we go. That, oh, that's romantic, man. Look at this. <laughs> got a little fire. Now we're going to go back to the regular thing. Here. Business meeting. Yeah. <laughs> What's been new, man? Last Last time I was on, uh, had I done Ted Caldwell even? I don't even think I did no, that yet. I don't think yeah, so. This, this awesome comic book is now being made into a movie. No shit. I, I play this awesome character who owns an adult, uh, like a snuff film store where you can get <laughs> snuff films, but you have to get them like under the under the shelf. So like, okay. I give these kids a snuff film and I'm like, I'm not going to card you. And I give it to them. The kids bring it home and they watch it. And one of the kids sees himself on the snuff film getting murdered. So he's like, what the hell? So he comes back to me and he's like, what did you do? How did you, I don't know how you did this, but I'm going to go to the cops. And he's like, it, it gets awesome. My, my character gets like drawn into it in like some crazy ways. It's, it's awesome. That sounds cool. So now is it like a regular video store like a, or, or an adult video store? It's supposed to be a regular like horror film store slash uh -huh. like comics and stuff like that. But okay. uh, like I said, like under the table, he has some right. like, pretty you know culty stuff. Now, also what's what's crazy on top of this is uh, the voice of Scooby Doo and Shaggy from a lot of the Scooby Doo and Shaggy cartoons, a lot of the classic ones. Uh, Scott Innes is one of the stars of it. Yeah. Oh, he, that's sick, I, man. I'm not trying to spoil it, but he he goes after my character. Okay. Now, is this in development right now? filming yeah, now uh, we, already, we already filmed it we filmed it oh nice in like january or uh, february and uh yeah so it's in editing right now very and cool I now see a early cut of it and i'm so excited that's awesome man um you got a pretty a fairly big role yeah yeah it's great yeah it, it, he's i don't like i said i don't want to give out give away too much it's based in the 80s and okay. uh, my, my character comes in on the second page of the comic and he's in it throughout most of the comic Sick. So it's sick yeah it's so epic it's epic man my uh, character and I, they actually let me improv some stuff and bring some like of my little quirks or like you know nuances that i wanted to bring so in the middle of filming scott Innes is you know he just talks to you and it sounds like shaggy sometimes because <laughs> like yeah. it's almost like a natural voice. and it's oh it's so cool he's a great musician so he's standing behind me we're all jamming out playing music on set waiting for the the scene to start it's been hours, you know, from setup for lights. The neighbors to the house they rented out. The neighbors were building a pool, so there's a lot of <laughs> like radio and all that shit. But uh, but when we finally got to the scene, my guy is like strapped inside his house. He didn't show up to work. He's strapped inside his house with aluminum foil all over the house and like aluminum foil on the windows and stuff. And he's like, they're they're reading our brains. So oh, like sure. at one moment, I just I just went with it. I put an aluminum foil hat on. And like just opened the window, it was all like like kind of sketched out and stuff. And the director like hit the ground laughing. She was like, she loved it so much. So it's gonna oh, be man. fun because they even let us do that kind of stuff. 
Right, right. That's really cool. Um, so now I know it's probably not in distribution phase, but uh, um, is there anywhere they're aiming towards? Like, is it going to be like on a streaming service or we're going to go theatrical? You know, I can't say anything. I can't okay. say anything. Um, I know that our director has connections with distributors already for things that she's doing. And she's also right now directing and producing another Scott Innes film, which is really cool. Like they met on this set and now she's doing his film. So it's really cool. Awesome. Um, and I can't say some things yeah. I know about no, that. Cool, either. Why I know about that film, but I'll be working on it. I think I can say that. And I can say that. I can't tell you how, yeah, yeah. in what way, but yeah. Um, however, it, she's helping me right now. The director of Ted Caldwell is helping me. She's directing my pilot episode for a series that I wrote, man. I wrote the series. It's about an uh, interracial brothers that uh, adopted brothers. And one guy gets in his car and runs over their mom so the two of them have to come up with a way to get a lot of money to pay for her emergency surgeries because if they put her on a wait list she might not make it so they're freaking out about it and one guy goes well we'll just become hitmen and he's like that's the dumbest idea you've ever had he's like you go back to the drawing board and tell me it's not gonna work <laughs> and he's like no, no no seriously we'll only kill bad people <laughs> he's like so it won't be bad, you know like we won't go to hell or anything he's like Fuck that. He's like, I'm not, he's like, you're still a bad person. He's like, you're still bad. You don't, it doesn't matter what. And he's like, maybe you're right. Maybe I should take down these flyers. And then his brother's like, wait, you already put up fucking flyers, you idiot. Go take them down now. He goes to take down the flyers. They're not there. And then the whole thing ensues. They're in this crazy would be hitman job going at, oh, it's, it's awesome, man. Dude, it's that's, such, so you wrote this whole thing. Yeah, me and a good friend of mine, Steven, uh, a lot of times whenever I come up with a crazy idea or he comes up with a crazy idea, we kind of boost each other's ego a little bit and like, write it, write it, right fucking now. <laughs> like, yeah. Write it, dude, don't waste your time. Because like, if no one does that, no one gasses you up, man, you'll you'll sit there and beat yourself up about wanting to take time to write. You'll be like, oh, I should be doing something productive. <laughs> and it's like, but this is productive. But yeah, but we don't know yet if it's going to sell. You know, how, how many scripts right. are written that no one's ever even read, you know? Right. You, you beat yourself up about this. So me and Steven have like, we're like really good friends. So we came up with this thing. Like, okay, he loves writing. I love writing. If no one tells each of us to write, we won't do it. So like, so if he tells me anything, like, oh man, I got this idea. I can't say it, but it's it's bizarre. Yeah. But he like spits this out. He's like, this, this idea is nuts. And I think people love it and i'm like you gotta do it all i can say is it has something to do with alex jones that's all i can say but the <laughs> idea is to make a not documentary but a scripted like feature film right around alex jones like no one would think to do um, this but uh, my dudes he's doing it man almost like a mockumentary oh it's, i can't say anything else it's not a mockumentary okay. dude, but it's, it's a movie that if i had to compare it to anything you know that uh the nazis and dinosaurs underground what is that movie Oh, uh, yeah. I know exactly Hitler, what you're talking about. Hitler versus something. Or, yes, uh, I do know. What you're I can't think of the name of it, but I know what you mean. It's, in it's all like realm. a satire. Yes. yes okay. I love shit like that, man. That's It's so fucking funny. It's that's, so great. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I, I've done my fair share of trying to like write. and it's a, daunt, it's a daunting task, man. Hey, it, I, is, it is. I give you a lot of credit for, for, <laughs> for sticking with it. It's a lot. People don't realize how much goes into it. Yeah, a lot, a whole bunch. Uh, I'll say this: write and show it to you know everybody, especially if you're not married to a script. You're just writing it to get your you know your taste buds out there. Like, okay, well, this is what my taste is for writing. Do you like it? I got called ghetto so many times by this director that I was working with. He's like, that's a ghetto script. Ghetto script. And every time I bring it back to him, he'd still say that word. He'd be like, no, it's still ghetto. And he kept calling it that. I'm like, what? And I realized that's what his scripts were called. 
for years. So he was <laughs> putting that, he's throwing that at me. Right. I don't, I don't regret it because I'm like, he taught me so much by being so judgmental of my script. I feel like I'm, I'm not bulletproof, but I'm damn near close. Like, like you could, yeah. you could chisel me down and I'll be like, okay, but yeah. I've went through the ringer and now it's like those things like capitalizing your entire uh, in for the whole script, always capitalize your characters. The first time you see them always capitalize props in the, in the scene. First time you see them, because right. these things aren't just for the reader to go, okay, you know, I can, I can experience this through reading it. It's also for the, the scripty. It's also for the props department, for the costume department. If you have a jacket you want to be in the movie, you really want to, you know, the jacket's an important thing, right? It plays, it's a prop still. It plays a joke in the movie at some point, you know, or some right. gag. Then you have to capitalize that so that the prop department can count all the props they need to worry about. Other stuff can just be thrown in and out of the scene. Oh, they're eating, throw food on the table. Doesn't matter what food, unless there's a joke, like one of them chokes on something, they, you know. Sure. A piece of broccoli, you know, that'll be capitalized. Stuff like that I didn't realize until I got put through the ringer. After yeah. you keep, keep writing, people keep busting your ass about it. Eventually, it's like, man, uh, you can write in your sleep. <laughs> you know, you yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying, man. I, I've been through the same thing over the past year. Like, I have this show, and now I have, a, I have like, three other radio shows going on. Um, all kinds of shit, man. And, you know, I, I look for that honest feedback from people. You know, I'm like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Just tell me as someone who's watching this, what you think of it. How does it make you feel? Do you think other people are going to like it? It's important for me to know that. And yeah, maybe it like hurts a tiny bit, but at the same time, you take that and you, and you switch it to something else and it works and uh, it resonates better through, it just resonates better through everything, you know, yeah, it does. Um, even with doing like these interviews and stuff, like, you know, when I first started off, even probably the first when you were one of my first episodes, you know, I would read everything. I would, I would sit there and like read, you know, and my wife would be like, stop reading. Just, just have a conversation. Just be you just talk. I'm like, you know, sometimes I get lost or whatever, but I've gotten better at it. I think if you face all these things that you have challenges with, you eventually become better at them. You know, they say what, like, what's the thing? 10,000 hours until you master something. Right. Yeah. No. I'm, very, this very is true. like this is only my like 65th hour technically <laughs> like nice. episode nice. 65 so i got a ways to go i mean there's a lot of other hours put into preparing yeah. this stuff of course yeah. um, if you spend eight hours a day on something that is a living like it, it yeah. always there's something magic about that for some reason like if i spend eight hours a day recording a song people care about that one you know if, if i spend right. eight hours a day drawing something for somebody they really care about it like if you don't spend eight hours a day on something, I don't think you care about it enough. Huh? Like if you're, if you're willing to spend true, eight man. hours a day on somebody else's job, you know, like spend yeah. eight hours a day cleaning after animals and stuff. Like you got to spend eight hours yeah. a day on yourself. Absolutely, man. You know, and same thing with this, like this. Yeah. We only talk for about an hour or so, but there's preparation involved. There's editing involved, you know, marketing. there's putting it out marketing, but you know, <laughs> making sure it gets out there. And, yeah, making you know, merchandise, you know. But yeah, dude, advertisements are like one of the hardest things to do because you'll yeah. pay for ads. They'll give you, you know, oh, we guarantee, especially nowadays, we guarantee this many clicks or this many views, mm -hmm. you know. But then you don't see the revenue because it's like, who are they advertising to? Right. A lot of times, I'll get ads for things after I search for them. I don't, I don't get an ad for something before I search for it. <laughs> for it, it pops up fucking everywhere, and I'm like, okay, that's 
not working because obviously if i didn't buy the thing when i went and looked for it myself why the fuck would you advertise it to me thinking that was going to make you know that's not going to work that's so, so true it should be advertising your company my companies to different people if it's not you know like okay it's a click that doesn't matter like it should be there should be something else you should be like okay out of the a thousand clicks you should get at least 20 sales you know like you should yeah. it, it's gotta be something there i i stopped doing the boosting and, and advertising with this because i have a ton of followers on instagram however i only get you know a, a small amount of likes uh per post now when i um, when I boost it, yeah, I get hundreds and hundreds of likes, but do I get any extra results from it? Like, does anyone go out of their way to go listen to it? No, it's just, right. all this is a thumbs up. So let me, let Talk me give it. you a, <laughs> this is something you can write, Please. dude. I'll give you, I'll give you the like permission to write this shit. And I'll like, if you write it, cast me. So <laughs> I've been wanting to do some kind of like sci-fi, uh, not, I wouldn't say CIA stuff, but like sci-fi, like thriller, uh, espionage type shit, but have it, like somebody who works for those companies that oversee everything you chat message your you know your data like you right. call the movie data <laughs> it's perfect data. <laughs> i like that so like like the people that oversee it who's to say if i'm talking to you on the phone not video chat with you so you see my lips moving but if I'm on the phone with you we already we already have voice activated stuff and i mean by me talking on the phone that's just the recorder taking signals changing it and sounding like my voice in your ear on the other side of the world that's not really me. Like, I, you know, that's the craziest part about it. Right. So they could easily type in a word and make my voice and tone say a word easily, fucking mm -hmm. easily. So I've had this like crazy idea of people who are like hacking into conversations and this dude's like talking to a girl and he's like, yeah, I really I miss you so much. But this guy's like jealous and works for the company. And he like, so he's been hacking in that dude's conversations and he starts screwing up his life in different ways going through. So the girl hears him say stuff like, Oh yeah, some uh, this girl Cindy's calling me right now, and he never says that. He's like, "God, you're so beautiful," and it like translates it to, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you know, I've I've seen better." You know, it's like stuff yeah. like that. It, it, like ruins his relationships, ruins. It. So it's almost like an espionage comedy, but in a, in right. a psycho thriller way, like not comedic, like uh, uh, Naked Gun, but right. comedic in like almost like The Matrix was comedic in certain. Yeah, spots, you know? no, I totally, I totally dig that, and I, I, I think that's interesting because we can change narratives now you know yeah, they got the free, deep man. deep fake things going on and even without yeah. even without that crazy technology you can still kind of um put words in someone else's mouth or, or change how yeah. change how someone else would view them just with a couple little things That's it's, it's, ready, right? it's really crazy <laughs> man I'm, I'm careful what i say on everything i do you know for like December 2013 type of tweet make it seem like you said something in 2013 right. to get you in trouble try right. to get you canceled and you're like I don't remember saying that like what if Kevin Hart really didn't say that homophobic tweet and he's just yeah. beating himself up like did I really say that I was hate myself for saying that like right. he never knew that someone hacked his fucking shit that would be my first thought like as a celebrity especially like I've had my stuff hacked before so you're Kevin Hart would you I mean like especially whenever like people already beat him up for this thing so he probably went and deleted it and then they beat him up for it again five years later. Like they forgot that he did it. Right. And he's like, what, how does it still exist? Like, yeah. Yeah. Look what happened to look, is like dangerous. Look what happened to James Gunn. Um, you know, exactly. yeah. he, you know, he's uh, he, guardians of the galaxy, suicide squad, uh, super slither. One of the, one of my favorite directors out there. Awesome. And he was fired because of a tweet. He said like 15 years ago. And it was like, a, it was an inappropriate joke, but, 
Yeah, and he you know, said it was bad. He said, he said it was in bad taste, and right. he's grown up and matured since then. And who hasn't, you know? I mean, I wasn't recorded when I was fucking 23 years old, right? Making dead baby jokes. Right, uh, but I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure we've all... Hilarious. I was like, I don't get the humor in that, but everybody thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Now they're like, they're acting like they don't... They didn't do that. So it's right. Yeah. I, just gotta, want, I want a shirt that says, cancel yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, it's it's crazy. You got to really be careful with everything you do. You know, my friend gets out of the car. He pulls up to my house. He gets out of the car. He goes, "Dude, did you hear, hear that Bill Murray beat his wife?" And I was like, "What?" He goes, "No." Did you see how fast I could have made a lie happen? He's yeah. like, "That's how fast people make rumors online. They just yeah. make up whatever they want." They found that dude, the Q and Q guy. Yes, they found him. He was some like teenager man and he literally admitted and said something like, "Oh, uh, it was a joke," and it just went out of hand. And people still follow it. Right. People are still because they don't, they didn't hear that they found the guy. They're just trying to wash that out of the media. Like no one wants to talk about that. Like why? That's kind of weird, right? The media must be pushing yeah. this weird shit. If, yeah. If they don't want to talk about how they found the guy that was behind this faceless movement the whole time. If you have a faceless movement, you don't. You really don't know if the person's genuine. You don't know if they like. You know what I mean? Like right. That'd be like. And, and it's almost hilarious, but like Dave Chappelle did that KKK joke where he was a black KKK member. It's kind of like that. Like you have right. this QAnon dude, you don't know who he is, and you meet him, and you find out that he's like some completely opposite of what the whole QAnon movement is moving towards because he's just making fun of everyone that follows him. It right. blows my mind, dude. It blows my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's almost like the ultimate satire. So like the weirdest to, episode of Twilight. Yeah, yeah, to pull something <laughs> off like that, and he's what he was essentially doing is exposing everybody, right? <laughs> and, that's, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, but like a lot of this stuff was like, it blew my mind because like he would have something that was like, okay, factual, right next to something that was completely, completely conspiracy. Right. And uh, I, I, my uncle, right, my uncle being and guy, whatever, fuck, he he like he's like in his sixties or getting there, he's close, and he's so obsessed with this QAnon shit, and it drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I talking about it. No, it's all good. He, I uh, I don't get political. I don't. I definitely. I don't even follow them. I don't follow anything, man. I follow things. Like, I follow things I'm interested in. You know, like film and and music, and I really pretty much ignore everything else. But I get enough little tidbits to put things together myself, and that's what they too. are to me. <laughs> I get messages. I get messages from hundreds of people every day, mm. and they all—it's—it's it's weird. It's like a social experiment. Mm -hmm. Like doing anything in the public eye, anything like living any kind of life that's on display, it's like a social fucking experiment. People message you about the weirdest, weirdest shit. I've had yeah. people attack me. They're that they're like, "You're part of the Illuminati, and I will find you." And I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And like I'm like, "Yeah, I'm part of the Illuminati, but can you help me pay my bills?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have bills and I'm struggling and stuff, dude. I'm a, I'm a starving artist. I wouldn't say struggling right. anymore, but starving artist definitely. Like oh, you get a bunch of money, goes straight to bills, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like it, the more money you have, the more problems you have. It's that kind of life until you know, until it's not. And you just work for the the greener grass on the other side. Yeah. But these people are insane. They literally think that we're more than humans. They think that like we're connected to some Illuminati shit. And I'm like, dude, oh my god, like. We've all seen it. Yeah, I get it. And it's, it's symbolism. And everybody knows the symbolism. It's on your fucking dollar bill. So why wouldn't somebody who's an artist who's been looking at a dollar bill his whole damn life draw that in his art? And then boom, there you go. That right. just happened. Never. So I did this thing where I played a show and I was like really like 
kind of boohooing over David Bowie at the time. So I drew a triangle over my eye and I was like, you know, fuck y'all. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> and dude, people attacked me. Like they straight up attacked me. And I was like, maybe, you know, because people don't talk about what it really is. They don't talk about like art and expressionism and all that. They don't, people just like believe that people are aliens and shit like this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're more likely to believe in aliens than think that there's a sustainable way to clean water in other countries, you know? Or, right. you know, how about in our own country? where indigenous people are like, we can't get clean water, but that business can get clean water and they're not even doing anything useful with the water. <laughs> they're, they're just taking it. Yeah, man. People make their own, like we were just saying before, they make their own narrative, you know? They, every, everybody puts everything in a box and everything in a category and everything in a label. And if you are that, exactly. if you are a celebrity, then you're automatically put in this like ridiculous, ridiculous fucking... Right. You know, but if you're a doctor, category. If you're, if you're a doctor, right. and you don't want to speak up about the fact that putting somebody on anesthesia and putting them under to put them on a fucking ventilator, they killed two of my good friends and almost killed my cousin, almost killed my grandfather and my grandma this past year by putting them under anesthesia, dude. Before COVID, I had to get sinus surgery because I had like cysts in my sinus cavities from like working in places with mold and shit still lawyers wouldn't touch it because they had better lawyers but so i had to pay for my own surgeries and shit so they put me in anesthesia i almost died my grandfather was slamming on my chest and i woke up to him hit me in the chest and he goes wake up and this is a marine you know he's a marine so he's just like how do you fix something you just hit it a few times so he like right smacked me in the chest and i'm like <gasps> gasping for air my girlfriend at the time she's crying and he's like you're not breathing you need to wake up so i'm not breathing and i'm like what they said that a lot of people that's why you have to sign the fucking waiver it's, it causes breathing issues, trying to come out of that. I've had breathing issues ever since anesthesia, right? And yeah. I had asthma, but it, I'll say this. I started smoking marijuana, my asthma, my anesthesia issues, my breathing issues, uh, my seizures, all at bay. Don't happen. Yeah. They want me to take pills. The pills don't work. They want me to take these other things. They, I still have seizures. But I smoke marijuana, seizures go away. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals don't like that. No. I smoke marijuana. I don't want to drink alcohol anymore. Alcohol companies don't like that. I, was, I quit <laughs> drinking alcohol because it was hurting my body. Yeah. I feel no bad effects from marijuana. Cigarettes, they hurt you. Marijuana doesn't. There's a bunch of reasons why I advocate that. And now it's like decriminalized in Louisiana. Thankfully, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing here. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny. Yeah, you can go to the store and buy a six pack and fucking wrap your car around a tree, you know? But, exactly. But you couldn't yeah. just you know, buy a dime bag and <laughs> watch, watch fucking Harold and Kumar on your, on your right. couch without man, feeling like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Harold and Kumar, man, yeah. uh, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. The Are cartoon. No, the movie or the TV series, the Netflix TV series. They, they, they made the cartoon into the TV series. You this see is that? news to me, man. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. I'm going to be honest oh, with you. John Cho, John Cho from, uh, Oh no shit. He's yeah. fucking playing Spike. That's dude, sick, man. Okay, so my, my friend Jake Cannavale goes, dude, I'll believe in God if they cast me to play Spike. <laughs> and I was like, I told him at that time, I was like, dude, they're going to get somebody else. They're going to get, they're going to get like John Cho. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was like, that's the dude you get for that part. And right. then whenever I heard the casting came up and I was like, oh, John Cho. I was like, fucking perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. And even he agrees. Like he, I can't tell you what he's doing right now, but like, right. oh God, good proud. Shout out, Jake. 
Congrats, man. I love you, brother. Congrats. This dude, I'm going to, like, it makes my eyes water. This guy just, he just got blessed with the best, most crazy, most awesome, awesome something. I can't even say what the something is. I don't, I'm not yeah. even supposed to know what he, you know. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Did you say Jay or Jake? Jake. Jake. Yeah, congratulations, Jake. Congratulations, Jake, man. Awesome, God. man. I can't wait to see what it is. Uh, yeah. I'm really, I'm really psyched about the Sandman. Um, show that's going to be on netflix i believe next year sandman? Uh, sandman yeah i was a big fan of that comic uh, neil gaiman oh what cool yeah oh, cool. if they're gonna make some neil gaiman stuff into the shows that's good because then they'll probably go down like his whole anthology which would be awesome because right. uh what's that wolves in the walls it's a it's like he did a children's book yeah i think it's neil gaiman right that's a creepy fucking story, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. A children's book, so it'd be like a PG movie, but it's creepy as shit. Right. It's so creepy. Like this little girl's trying to sleep, and there's like wolves scratching in her walls and shit. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> they made it into a VR uh, video game, and it's oh awesome. shit. I think I actually so saw awesome. that. I have the Oculus, so I think I'm dude? actually yeah. dude. Oh yeah. yeah. No, are you on? Are you on there? You're on. You got the Oculus. Nice. <laughs> all right i got all my stuff like put away right now Dude, like, send me your uh your name all right well definitely got it a couple games squoze, probably mm. yeah. a lot of my online persona gamer tag and stuff just squoze like yeah. joseph squoseth yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um you put out a new record right yeah over the yeah. past year or so yeah in february, uh, february. i got another one coming i got another one coming it's, it should be here probably right after thanksgiving nice man now that's the what's the band's name ht5 it's it's like you know okay dave matthews you know it's dave matthews band yeah and he writes his music records a lot of it but he has a live band and the live band actually records a lot of the stuff live too well the thing i was doing was henry the fifth and it was me by myself so on all of most of the songs it's me playing drums me playing everything like saxophone bass guitar but my buddy tevin who's actually here right now it's my best friend he's an amazing bassist so yeah. I was like, man, you know, come get on a few songs. And he did. And I went to New York and recorded a song with the band Three, uh, the drummer and the lead guitarist from that band. And I recorded with them. They were supposed to be on the Coheed Cruise. I just got word from Gart. And, you know, shout out to him. He got a, another kid. And nice. he's the most amazing dad in this entire world. He's cool as, cool as fuck. So shout out Gart. It was but, so funny when everyone was like, I didn't vote for Trump or Biden. I wanted Bernie to win. I wanted freaking, uh, what? Brandon, I wanted him to win. I wanted other people to fucking win so bad. I wanted that Filipino gay dude to win. I wanted other people <laughs> to win and somebody else be president for once. Somebody yeah. that they didn't want to be president, you know? Someone they didn't, you know, proclaim as president beforehand. Draw right. them in symptoms because you know you're going to fucking support them and put all your money in them. They wanted Trump to be president for years. Yeah. So, like, so it's just funny because, like, everyone's bitching. YouTube is taking down pro-Trump messages, but advertising Trump to me. I was like, no. so you guys are taking down people pro-Trump messages, but you're like taking Trump's money to shove him in my face. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this shit's crazy, dude. YouTube changed some of their laws. They were helping me pay my bills with videos I was producing. So I'd produce a video, like three videos a week, and it would pay my bills. And I was like, this is this is awesome. You know, and every time you put a video out that went viral, you know, if I got 30,000 views on a video, it was going to get like a thousand views a week after that. It's going to keep getting a thousand views a week. Right. It's going to keep giving me a couple bucks here, a couple bucks in this video. So all the videos, you, you, more you plant, the more you sow. And I was like, or you more you sow, the more you reap. And I was like, yeah, I'm really digging it. And then one day they're just like, oh, we're going to change the laws and you get a 
you know, mustard seed percentage of what you were making off of fucking advertisements. So I got really mad because I went from being able to pay my bills by producing these videos to now I can't pay my bills. I have to have another job and I have to, I'm still going to college at the time. And I still have to produce the videos because I have 6,000 people who watch our videos every day. You know, like, still right. like, dude, now TikTok's got, I've got 14,000 people follow me on there and we only get like 100 views because they don't share your shit with people who follow you. There's always this weird regime <laughs> kind of control behind these yeah. fucking apps, dude. I agree. And you know what? I mean, listen, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really a political guy and I don't think anybody should be able to come on and say, you know, hatred or hate speech or anything like that. I don't think that no. stuff should exist. No. However, no. however, I believe that on both sides of the fence, you're allowed to have your voice and you're allowed to voice your opinion and you're allowed to have people follow you. That's what all these social media things are. People are influencers, right? That's what they call them. Like yeah. you're, you're yeah. an influencer. So you can influence your like-minded type of people. See, I hate that though. I hate that they right? called us influencers. That fucked us up. Cause like I know. entertainers were able to say, well, like we're entertaining. You can laugh at us. You can look at us. You can be entertained, whatever, but you don't have to follow us. Like they started calling it followers. They started calling us influencers. They just wanted to fuck up the entertainment right. industry. They right. wanted to just drain us. They wanted to drain what they call draining the swamp. Ugh, fucking drain the swamp. <laughs> they right. wanted to just fuck the entertainment industry. So they start saying shit like that because influencers is a totally terrible name. This dude was an influencer, influenced my baby sister to want to live stream. Me, when my baby sister started getting old enough to want to live stream, I started live streaming less because I knew that like I, my content was very rated R and she'd find it somehow and then be influenced by me more than anybody else because I'm a brother. So I started getting worried about that. So I was like kind of odd about it. We were not cursing at the time because we didn't get sued by Nintendo and shit like that. And then so luckily I started doing movies and I could give up playing that as like right, a, right. a time take my film career more seriously and it would take me out of that you know that genre you know like yeah. podcast is what i wanted and i got stuck with doing video game live streams with teenagers it's not what i wanted like, <laughs> right right so like she gets on one day and this dude said some really inappropriate stuff to her i wasn't around i had no idea she was live streaming at the time she was just like 11 years old or something dude like no one was watching her she was doing it without people's permission so her friend cried to my ex-girlfriend and my ex-girlfriend told me this guy got in there and told her to take her pants off on a live stream. 11-year-old girl told her to take her pants off. And my, I wanted to kill the dude. I was like so mad. But it was the first time I called the cops on him and they were like, oh, call the FBI. I was like, excuse me? Are you kidding? Are you are you joking? Like, take right. it seriously. They're like, no, no, here's the number. Call the FBI. I was like, what? <laughs> Is that easy? <laughs> so I called the FBI and I'm on the phone the FBI. Hi, like, FBI. FBI. Yeah, they, they literally have like... <laughs> And I was like, what? Oh, hold on. Oh, this is about FBI. I was like, what the fuck? Everybody's like, FBI did a sentence. So like, I was like, wow. after every sentence almost. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm here with the FBI. FBI. Like, it's almost like I called McDonald's. Like, I was like, this is really easy to get a hold of you guys. The dude was in jail within like two days. <laughs> Fucked up. Like, wow. His, 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 yeah, because they, they get back to you. They let you know. They want, it's your protection too. They asked if we want witness protection and shit. I was like, no, it's probably some fucking stupid perv out there. Just get his ass out. Like, I wasn't worried about it. And like, right. it was it was crazy, dude, because I was like, dude, you gotta like, and like you said about both ways, but you know, you, you can say whatever you want, but there are repercussions. And yeah. that's always been okay. Right. So, like, you say something stupid, you get put in jail for the rest of your life. That's, right. But right. and freedom of speech is that you got to say it, and it wasn't that you got to say it, it's your intentions, you know? Like it's like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anyone should be able to say whatever they want. I, I think that 
as long like listen as long as it's not hate or you know shit like that fucking internet stalking and shit like that that's that's a whole different category i'm just saying you're allowed to have your views i'm allowed to have my views and i don't think one should be censored and one shouldn't should be not that's all i'm saying um but speaking of internet um stalkers (laughs) oh let's do it (laughs) you mentioned you mentioned the movie last time we had this this show you mentioned it to me because i'm a huge horror fan and i wouldn't necessarily put it in the horror genre but megan is missing oh you're the one who told me about this movie it was just re-released today yeah so crazy are you serious just i'm not even fucking kidding dude it's so weird that you asked me about this i just saw michael (laughs) boy's post like 10 seconds before i joined this this uh video with you like he just re-released it it's like remastered re-audio engineered sounds better uh i hope he didn't or at least i hope he included it in the original there's a spot where you can actually see the guy filming you can see his shadow and it's supposed to be yes. hard himself you can see it shadow and yes. i love that because it made you it made you love it more because you're like oh you can see it's indie yeah now they might get rid of that in this one so you might still want to find the original one to see all those kind of little cool things right. but he said it's got cast interviews and uh he actually released the whole shooting script and like the whole like uh I don't know if you said storyboard, a bunch of stuff like that. Right. Like it's it's cool, man. It's really cool. Well, I don't know how to say this, but I thought we were friends. I thought you liked me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I said if you watch it, you only watch it once. Dude. Dude. That fucked me up for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen it's every I've seen everything. Yeah, I've seen everything. Uh-huh. I've seen every horror movie. I've seen all the controversial ones. And I'm not saying it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, but it's it's it, on the, it's it's the last bit of the hair of the line you will want to not cross. Yeah, that's yeah. The horrific. first the first half of the movie is just kind of like an, uh, a, a normal teenager's life, and then you know one of the things that kind of killed it for me was like the news clips. I felt like they were kind of not realistic. You know what I mean? Well, let's watch the remastered one. We don't maybe, know. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since but, the... I saw it one and a half times. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything negative about it. It's it's his vision. Mm-hmm. And I understand the vision. I, I think the idea was to um, scare uh, younger girls. People, no, I think it was to scare parents. Like, I told parents, about it. Dude. Yeah. Like, you yeah. want to scare parents into taking care of the kids. Right. Like, you don't believe... Like, they were, they were of age people acting as younger but like you don't want your family to be in danger but right. you feel like a, an adult that you know like say you went through this you you feel like an adult you know is just letting their kid do what that the co-star does like right. how she's kind of the in, the uh instigator in a lot of it you know yeah so like and or i'd say like the titular character megan because that's not yeah. the lead actress. That's not the lead character. That's the craziest thing about that movie, too. Yeah. Not the lead character. So Megan's character, like, I feel like there's a lot of people I see day to day. Parents really let their kids do you know, just go out. Like they're yeah. 13, they just go to parties without any parental guidance at all. And I'm like, right. we're in a we're in a different day and age. When you were kids, it wasn't like this. Like it wasn't that dangerous, man. This is yeah. a weird, dangerous age. When I was younger, I think I was like 13 the first time I came in contact with like a kidnapper, dude. Like the only time I came in contact with kidnapping, you know, luckily. Yeah, but yeah. I was walking down the street with my friend Justin, and we we're just minding our business, dude. And this dude pulled up in a weird fucking SUV, 
opened the door and looked at us like he was about to come running after us, man. So what I did is I grabbed my dude's arm and went, run in here. And we ran into a, a neighbor's house. We don't even know these people. Ran in there and they're looking at us like, excuse me, what are you doing in here? I'm like, somebody just like scared us just two seconds. And they're like, oh, okay, do you need to call the cops? And I'm like, okay, they drove off. We're good. I was like, yeah, you can call the cops if you want to. I was like, I'm just going home. Yeah. <laughs> so I went home. But it was like one of those sayings that was back then. Now you got people who can stalk you, like you said. They can they can see your posts, see your videos. Yep. Yeah. You know, a megal and shit. It's great. Yeah, man. That movie, I don't know, dude. The last 20 minutes of that movie is just a lot. You said I thought you were my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the, last, the end of that movie is a lot. It stuck with me. It's still I can still vividly picture it. Um I, I think it would work though. I, I think the main goal would work I, I don't know i don't know what parent would sit down and watch that movie i mean honestly, you know like my, my friend's the parent she watched it and she yeah. got back to me and she's like she's like i'm so angry at the people that made this movie she's like yeah but at the same time she's like but at the same time i'm glad i saw it right and like when my ex-girlfriend saw it she couldn't sleep all night like yeah. she, she we worked at the same place i was off the day she watched it, I was off the next day. She made me come to work and just sleep like on my hand in the bench in the waiting room because she was so terrified of going <laughs> out public myself for like, yeah. weeks. And I was like, damn. And then we met the director. We met him at a film festival. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's the fucking director for this. So I had to go talk to him. I was like, you know what you did to us? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm glad, but I'm sorry, but I'm glad. And I'm like, and I was like, the barrel. And I won't say anything else. That never yeah, spoils yeah. anything. But I just say the, the fucking barrel, dude. <laughs> that's the worst scene yeah. in the movie. And I thought the other scene would be worse, but that was fucked up. And he goes, "Yeah, I hear that a lot. It's the barrel scene or the last scene." And I was like, yeah. "Both of them." I was like, "That's fucking both crazy." Yeah. And he was like, "He was like, well, how'd you feel, honestly? How'd, how'd you feel?" He was like, "Do you hate me?" And I was like, "I feel like you tiptoed. You. It wasn't Serbian film." like disgusting like i would never watch serving film i heard right. about it and would never watch it you know i've seen it it yeah. wasn't it wasn't that disgusting right. but it was vivid and it was it made me realize how much we have to protect the younger generations we have to protect our loved ones because they don't want us to protect them they want oh you're, you're oppressing me and you're like no you can't be oppressed because we're all oppressed <laughs> so that's the oppression right. this is protection from the oppression this is protection from danger <laughs> shut up and understand that your parents and your family love you, you stop being a dumbass <laughs> yeah. and, I feel, and i told him that. i said that's what i felt like you were portraying even though like me and her couldn't sleep for days and he was like he was like that's exactly what i was trying to do that's exactly yeah. i wanted parents to take care of the kids he has like two or three kids and he doesn't like does not like the way parents you know treat their children right and after talking to him randomly I saw that there was a casting for American Horror Story. I had no idea he was the director of American Horror Story that season. Uh, I think he mentioned he directed the episode. Or no, he didn't even direct the episode yet. He only did the cinematography. Right. So I had no idea that he was going to be director that season and that he would be able to, you know. But, like, I don't think he even knew. Because whenever I got cast for that, I got there. And he, he worked with me all season. He didn't say much to me until the end of the season. After, like, six months, he walked up to me. He was like, Joseph, right? And he remembered my name. And I was like, Yeah. No, I was like, my boy remembers my name. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, yeah, we met at that film festival. He's like, it's nice to be working with you. You've done a great job this whole season. It's really cool. And from that point to the end of the season, when he was directing, he was in control of some of the episodes, he was putting me in them. He was putting yeah. me, give me FaceTime. They were cutting me out. But he was trying. <laughs> he was trying. He's the only reason why I made it to the show at all. 
like made it in it. And after working for months, you still might get cut out completely. So right. it's one of the magic things about filmmaking. That was Freak Show, right? Yeah. Okay. Dude, still one of my favorite seasons of that show. Yeah. And people ask me all the time, they're like, dude, you worked on it for so long. Why don't, and you, you have like credits for all these episodes. I was like, I didn't put the credits up. I want to take credits down. They won't take the credits down. They found out the credits are real. I wasn't credited in it, but they found out the IMDb credits are real. They won't right. take them down. They, they act like I don't, I'm not me. I'm like, this is my profile. I don't want this on my profile. They won't take them down because people don't like seeing extra work on your profile if it's like glorified. And I get that. And, but that's how I started, you know, sorry. That's how I yeah. got my foot in the door and it worked. Absolutely, man. So you're saying it's, it's looked upon in, in a negative way to have a credit on your resume that is a small, is like an extra credit. Yeah. It's such a cutthroat business, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not in it, but. Uh, You're in from, it in a way. You're still well, <laughs> just from what you tell me and what I, yeah. People I've been speaking to, it's just, it's like, damn, man. <laughs> but I mean, like you help, you, know? you really do help. Cause like, okay. The way I see it is like, we go out there and we make the movies but if we don't have anyone to help like push the movies or help like you get the fan base people love podcasts they yeah. love that but like yeah. they listen to you for your opinion too they'll be like oh man i like this guy he's, he's like a friend of mine i never got to meet so you know what what does he think about this movie i haven't seen it yet so here's my question to you as a fan of yours too here's my question uh squid games have you seen it yes i have no idea what the fuck's going on with this show i haven't seen it yet really <laughs> i haven't I haven't seen that. I haven't watched the last three Star Wars. I feel like the more my mom fucked me up, dude. My mom fucked me up. <laughs> like when I was younger, my mom came up to me, set me down. I was like 13. She set me down. She's like, it's PG-13 movie, but we're in a Christian household. So you're not allowed to watch PG-13 movies, right. especially not ones that say the word God damn it. She's like, so she set me down. She was like, so here's what I have to say. I saw this movie today and it was the most amazing movie I've ever seen. And I want to tell you about it. So my mom tells me the entire fucking plot to Sixth Sense. Oh my God. <laughs> and then 30 minutes, 30 minutes after she tells me the plot, she started telling her other friend about it and they decided they want to go see the movie because it sounds so good. She's like, don't tell me, don't tell me. I want to go see it with you. So 30 minutes after my mom ruins the plot of Sixth Sense, I'm in the right. theaters with her watching it. Wow. I was like, my arms are crossed, dude. And I'm just like, that's the whole fucking time. <laughs> I knew the whole time. Oh man. that That's brutal, man. Yeah. That was I mean... the first time I ever did something as a kid that I regret. Yeah. Like that's bad, that's bad. <laughs> character like it built my character like i'm not a mean right. person but as a kid i was mad and right. i look over and they're they're like this couple they're you know cute and cuddly and <laughs> girls crying at the time and stuff like that and i was so mad so i just look over and i went he's already dead <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> they were so pissed off me dude she yeah was, doctor and i was like and my mom was pissed off she beat my ass and then i was like I, I, I learned my lesson, not because my mom beat my ass, but I learned my lesson. <laughs> like, man, that poor couple were probably enjoying their date, and I just ruined this movie. Yeah. But, like, that's what my mom did. <laughs> so I think it wasn't your fault, it. man. It wasn't your fault. Well, there's spoilers. <laughs> I see Squid Game spoilers all the time. And whenever, when I see a fucking yeah. Squid Game spoiler, it makes me not want to watch a goddamn show. I'm like, dude, dude, you know what? That's what ah. gets me watching this shit. Like, once something is that big, I'm like, all right, let's, let's watch it to my wife because. I'm on social media all day. <laughs> no, it's going to pop up. And I know that I'm busy, I'm, dude. things are going to pop up. Jokes are going to pop up, memes, whatever. And I'm going to be like, oh, motherfucker. I didn't want to know that, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah it, it's, I won't say anything about it if you haven't seen it, but it's definitely worth a watch, man. Dude, say whatever you want to. I've seen spoilers. It's cool. Like, I'm, yeah. This is what happens with Netflix series with me. I see spoilers. They make me want to see the show and I end up like catching up on season two. Yeah. And I'm always like, 
know. Like, iZombie is the one show that I watched from episode one, like, while it was on TV. Right. And it was because it just seemed like such a corny-ass name for a show. It was like, iZombie, I could put this on and fall asleep. Sure. <laughs> put it on. <laughs> and it kept me up. <laughs> Three episodes yeah. straight. Kept me up. And I was like, I got to turn this shit off so I'm going to sleep. And I was hooked, man. I was hooked for seasons and seasons. That yep. show was so fucking good. And it never failed to the point where they got canceled. The only thing bad about that name, the, the show is the name. <laughs> That's yeah. the only, but, but they were copying it from like the comic. You can't change right. the name. You know? Right. Yeah, it sounds, like a, was, it sounds like a Disney channel. You yeah, know? it does. I, exactly. iCarly like, or something. <laughs> like, like, like you could just draw a brain with the fucking right, name. Right. And it's like, it's the thing about it, dude. Like the Izavi name, when the comic was out, when the comic first came out, it wasn't, we weren't in the i culture like we are now. It was yeah. like, you know, it was like just a, the iPhone was just now coming out. So. Right. It was so, kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. 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 But then I got lumped in. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Check out Squid Game and check out uh, Midnight Mass if you haven't seen that one. I heard a bunch about it. I want to see it. That's Maybe. a really good one, man. Um, it's, you know, sometimes sometimes there's so much to watch. Like, we, you know, between five streaming yeah. services. You beat and yourself up for missing something. YouTube I mean, I TV. Description. I don't see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you just kind of <clears throat> like, oh, let's watch that. That's old. We haven't seen that in a while. And my wife had on hot pursuit the other day. <laughs> uh, this was a few weeks ago. And um, <laughs> I totally forgot, dude. I totally forgot you were in it. And my dude, wife goes, my wife goes, did you, did you interview him? I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And that's what made me think of to even get in touch with you in the first. So it's weird how shit that's happens. Awesome, that's awesome. Because like, I still, <laughs> this is fucking crazy. I have like close family members that swear up and down they love me and they're my big, my biggest fan, right? Yeah. Like I'm your biggest fan, and I'm like okay, but then they hit me up like yesterday or like two weeks ago, for being honest, like two weeks ago, and literally go, man, I saw this movie with Reese Witherspoon, and oh, I can't believe you're getting so big. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of right. starting out, like that was the first thing I did after American Horror Story, right? You know, like that was the first time I had a character that was in a script. With, right, you know, substantially big actresses or actors, actors. Yeah. Like I, I believe this. Like you know, people always say like, if you don't call them doctresses, female doctors, why do you call female actors actresses? I get it. You know? Yeah. Like I still yeah. think you should call them all waiters. Then. <laughs> yeah. Because I think waiter sounds better than server. Makes me feel so bad. Maybe some kind of server. Come here. Yeah. My plate is not <laughs> clean. Like what the fuck? Like, I know, I man. It, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird to put the uh, certain titles on people, you know, um, like customer service. You're here to serve me, you know, you're just exactly. Yeah, you're here to help me out, you know, if I need That's it. That's really why they gave people names. <laughs> you don't like titles. You right. don't want to work if we give you titles. Just let people call you by your name. Right. No. So last time I had you on, we were talking about Greyhound stuff. You were in the you know, movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, and that was honestly, that was the first I knew of you because I met you through Chris. Yeah, and great, uh, great dude, man. yeah, yeah. Although I gotta say, some Chris, if you're watching, yeah. we were, I was supposed to direct a music video for him, and oh, dude. I, got, I booked like three <laughs> fucking movies back to back, and he got mad at me. And he fucking got mad. At me. <laughs> I don't know if we talked to you about it. I made a music video for him. You did? Awesome. I did. Awesome. It's, I don't know if you saw the action figure of him I put online. That's fucking dope. I mean, That's I wish dope. I. I always have him here, and he's not here. He's inside. Uh, it's little Chris, little fences. He's like. um He's, he's Liam Neeson from Star Wars, number one. I found the doll, and I, I created... I wish I had a, even a picture. Damn it, that's cool. Fuck, that's cool. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Actually, I'll send you the music Wait, video. I think, I think I saw his... Did he have a beard? Yeah. 
Okay, I did see it, but like I thought that was like I thought someone made that like in I did. factory. I didn't know you made no, that. I made That's cool. It. <laughs> That's cool shit, dude. That's cool. It is cool. Uh so I made the whole video with that doll. Um, but it's yet to be released, but I can I can send it to you. Dude, hell yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'm making another one too with the doll in it. And it's crazy, man. I made it over the summer and it hasn't been it hasn't come out yet. So that's awesome it's out of my control i just uh i just make the shit you know that's, that's how it is for all of us man like i, <laughs> I got what was it like five productions i finished in the yeah. last year and i don't know when any of these fucking things are coming out <laughs> yeah it's like it drives me nuts like i know i'm actually i got brought on as co-editor for tad caldwell which is cool it's my first editing credit wow. big movie, so i'm actually really happy about that uh but that one is probably come out like mid next year Cause cool. it's got a lot of work to do. It's yeah. an indie budget. So we might even have to do some reshoots. Who knows? But uh, the other film that I'm in uh, Northern shade, I don't know if I told you about that one last time I was here much. No. Okay. So Northern shade, I went up to Connecticut. That's right. I don't think I'd done this one yet. Jesus <laughs> dude, this fucking movie. So awesome. So <laughs> this guy, this guy has been working with Ryan Reynolds on Deadpool one and two. He's the editor, visual effects director. I think visual effects overseer. I don't know his, his correct title is, but he's a, he's an amazing guy. And uh, he makes amazing films. So uh, Andy McPhee, who is from Sons of Anarchy, but uh, he's just awesome, all-around awesome guy. And he was my Uber driver, right? Yeah. So I get in the car with this dude, Andy. And Andy's like, he picks me up from the street. This is how weird the universe works. Andy picks me up from the street, right? And the street was, uh, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to remember it. Babcock. Babcock. Okay? Yeah. His son played a character, uh, Norman Babcock. From that clay animated movie uh, paranorman yes. yeah his son was paranorman so his son played that character he picked me up from babcock that's and i was insane. like what are the odds because like you don't <laughs> yeah. choose your, your ride when you're doing right. uber when you're driving you just click it it's like what? you're picking up somebody from babcock it was right. really cool i get the car he's like do we have any actors here I'm like yeah i'm an actor that's actually i'm going to an audition right now because why do you look so upset about it it's like because it's for a fucking spanish courtroom tv show i don't want to do this <laughs> yeah. like, and he's like well dude He's like, if I've learned anything, you already got the audition. You don't have to take the part, but the audition is always going to be good for you. It's yeah. always going to help. You. It's always going to teach you something. And I was like, thank you, man. And I was like, you look so familiar. And he looked just like my grandfather like with the mustache and stuff. And I remembered that the actor on Sons of Anarchy that my dad liked the most was the guy that looked like my grandfather. I was like, wow. wait, were you on Sons of Anarchy? I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, here's my card, man. And he gave me his card. And I was like, I know your, I know who your son is. I was like, because I'm, I'm a fan of him. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is epic, man. You're my, hey, aren't you guys Australian? And he had the Australian accent and stuff. I was like, you're in LA. This is awesome. So like, we just had a big conversation. We became really good friends after that. He hit me up one day. Well, I hit him up and said, hey, I'm writing a story. And if I get this made, would you like to be one of the characters? And he's like, yeah, I'd love it. I like, All right, cool. And he, he like, he, it was just such a good experience. Like. That's awesome, um, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just a great experience. Like he came to the, it, it. The odds of that, it's crazy, you know? But like, yeah, to, for him to pick me up an Uber. So he, <laughs> goes, he goes, there's this guy I know who's making a movie. It's a short film. There's not many actors in it. And I want you to be one of the leads in it. He said, but it's not a speaking role, but it's one of the leads. I was like, right. Let's do Interesting. It. Yeah. Right. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, you're an idiot. I'm breaking up with you if you go to California just to do a movie you're not getting paid for for a character that has no lines and you're only going to do it for two days of work which turned into one day work so <laughs> she was like I'm, she's like i'm gonna break up with you 
So I spent three months living out of my car because I was stuck in California after oh, that shit. movie. <laughs> yeah. But the movie went to Cannes. It went to like all these crazy film festivals and won awards. And it's just such a fucking cool movie. And there's only four actors in it. The other three actors were Andy. Uh, my oh, dude. My dude. Jamie <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesse Gavin. Jesse Gavin and me became really good friends on that set. And he's a fucking phenomenal actor. Like, yeah. I don't know many actors in real life close to me who... I look at like, okay, you're not just somebody I look up to. You're a good, good friend of mine, you know? So right. that's Jesse. So we became good friends on this. We support each other for like, you know, a year or two between making this film and winning all these awards and festivals together. But we couldn't go to any of the festivals. A lot of the stuff didn't have red carpet. A lot of the festivals turned into yeah. like digital festivals and stuff. So it right. wasn't like we had a tour junket. We weren't touring like most filmmakers did, most producers and actors did. So it's like, you can be in tons of movies during COVID, man. It's like, boosting your resume but not doing the kind of you know momentum it's not pushing the kind of momentum that it would back in the 80s and 90s and early years sure so i was like this is tough man so i didn't hear from anybody for a while but the movie's still doing good out here and then i get contacted from and it was right after they announced that they were making deadpool 3 so i get contacted from chris and he's like oh and it's the director he hits me up and he's like hey man chris rasinski he hits me up because hey man I'm writing my first, or I just finished writing my first full-length feature, and it's budgeted. It's a paying gig. He's like, but it's being filmed in Connecticut. I want you to be the second build lead. I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm like, I'm in, dude. Never even auditioned for it. Like, he just hit me up. I'm uh, like, oh, I'm fucking in, dude. So that's one of my that's one of my things is like, do what makes you happy, regardless of. Yeah. You know. I mean, well, do you think that he wrote it with you in mind? Like, wrote the part yeah, with you in mind? Tell me, so that's he told me that. He told me that. That's Je a great step, man. Gavin. That's huge. Jesse That's Gavin huge. plays a character. He plays my brother. And like I said, we, we acted together in Sven. And he was just, he was such a delight to work with already. And he said, dude, he's like, everybody kept asking us, like, spoiler alert. Okay, if you haven't seen, uh, where's the camera? If you haven't seen Sven, yeah. go watch Sven and come right back and watch the rest of this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But Sven's only eight minutes long and it's public right now. So, yeah. So, I, I play an ALS patient in Sven. And if you, I've had friends that end up, you know, have coming bad with ALS and um, how can I put it? Like they, they were fully capable and now they're incapable of doing a lot of things, mm. uh, pretty much everything. Yeah. And, and these are people that I've, you know, I knew, like I went to high school with one guy and I, I'm like, it, it shocked me when I saw everyone doing the ALS challenge, it kind of really shocked me even more because they said they were doing it because the ice bucket challenge was mm. to make your muscles constrict you can feel that pain for a second because that's what they feel every day all day every day if they're not wow they're you know i didn't and realize so, that yeah yeah so and whenever they their muscles constrict their hands will constrict in a certain way and i paying respect to the people i knew were i was like i can't like i can't do this role and different angles or different shots you know because you take different takes to go lunch break or something my hands change position because they're you know my, my friend's hand never changes position so i'm mm -hmm. like okay uh that being said this is you know i gotta do it i gotta give it everything so i literally kept my hands in that position kept arms in that position throughout hours for hours and wow. at the end of the night when i went to sleep dude my hands were cramping up i had like it felt like carpal tunnel dude it hurt so bad and it's still not nearly a, a centimeter yeah. of what they feel on a scale you know and this like, is for that for this is for the short yeah so that short so I played that character and the director said that everyone at the festivals, he was winning these awards at, they were like, did you get an ALS patient to play that part? 
And, and he's like, no offense, but like, I, I get the whole like, you know, support handy capable actors. But if you ask an ALS patient to pretend like he's dying, he's going to just look at you and, and, right. and hate, hate that you think that that's a possibility. Like he's going to understand right. every word that you're saying and be so upset that you think it's a possibility. So whenever I got good graces from people I know and people I know that I know that know other people. So it was like multiple people saying, do it, do it, do it. I went and did it. But I think that was one of the reasons why my girlfriend broke up with me because it wasn't just that I was doing this thing for free. That I, It was because I was doing that character. And she right. was very, you know, uh, AJ, was it AJS, uh, JAS, I forgot, social justice <laughs> work. Yeah, yeah, SJW. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So SJW, she was very yeah. Much so, yeah, like, like very much so for that. And uh, she didn't like me for doing it. But I knew that you can't ask an ALS patient to act in that situation. Sure. You could put them in a movie, sure, and they, and they might actually be very happy that you put them in the movie. But you can't ask them to seize and shake and you can't direct them to do that. That's rude to even think right. you can't. Right. So if you want to, if you want to represent them in film, because you want inclusiveness, you still want to represent those, like the people that have been through that. The people yeah, man. The, yeah. Say, like, those people, those people that have been through that, you know, because they, this is every walk of life. ALS affects everybody. Yeah. Thing. That's so, why actors exist in the first place to portray a role, even if it's a difficult role like that. Yeah, um, people don't get a voice, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's representation. Um, where can we see this, Sven? Uh, Sven is on Vimeo, I believe. Uh, if you go to Chris Rosinski's page, is either his Instagram page. Uh, it's Chris, you know, I spell Chris. Rosinski is R-U-S-C-I-N-S-K-I. Okay. Okay, I'll definitely check that out, man. Everything you told me, you know, <laughs> I checked out last time. I, um, you're going to kill me, but I, I don't remember the name of the movie. But you'll know exactly what it is. It was uh, the ICP movie, Juggalo. Oh, family. Family. You know Wait, Dude. I have a here somewhere. Hold on. Yeah. I watched hey. it like, you know, a day or two after you told me, and I loved it, man. It was so funny. I'll send you an autograph. Like this. Left. I would love that, man. I would love that. I really enjoyed that movie, actually. Um, what's her name? Uh, the main person. Uh, she was from Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah. Oh, Taylor Schilling, Taylor Schilling. Taylor Schilling. She is fucking hilarious in this movie. Dude, it's one of my favorite roles there. Yeah, like, and it was a great so movie, man. <laughs> like, oh, man, and it just felt like a real person, too. Like, I, I knew yeah. this girl in high school who had no filter, right? And right. that would have been her if she grew up. Right. she didn't grow up. <laughs> yeah. I love those kind of characters, man. You know, they're just, they're real, they're realistic, yeah. you know? <laughs> Applaud. <laughs> That's awesome, did we beat our last record? No, no. I tend to keep them. I tend to keep them under an hour and hour and fifteen minutes or so. I think that's where we're at about. You know, after I cut it down, probably like an hour or so. Next record, like the shortest episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one. Thirty-second podcast. Well, no, I'm glad you say that because that's what I want it to be. I want people to come on and just be themselves. You know, we were talking about it a little bit before, like. People um, are mis misjudged a lot, you know, especially like people in the public eye all the time. And I'd want to just have a conversation with you. Like we met at a bar or a coffee shop, like, exactly. and we're just hanging out. This is the real you, you know, there's no stuffy questions or annoying bullshit. Just say what you want to say. And I cut out the crazy shit, you know, I'm going to yeah. keep some in. I'm going to keep some in. Keep some in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have much of a filter either. So, 
Yeah. Like anything I say, the way I, I the way I think about it is like I've been I've been doing my best to keep getting work and not say anything that'll get me in trouble. But at the same time, you have a responsibility. You know, you're you're living right. in this, especially in this country. You're living in this country with a lot of your fans, and they look at you like, hey, people listen to you, even if it's only a couple thousand people listen to you. Why aren't you saying anything about this? We're going through stuff. You know, they they always like I said, I get hundreds of messages every day from people. Some of these people hate me. Some of these people are like, please do something about this. Please say something about this. What are your opinions on this? And I'm like, why do you guys need to know my my political opinions? You know, right. why do you need to know these things? And so I got to where you were saying, like, I feel like I am one of the children of the fence. Like, I'm not picking one of the sides that people are demonstrating for me. I'm not picking a side that's been gifted to me. I'm like analytically deciding what's best for my life and the lives of people I love. And then I'm thinking that's my opinion, you know, like this, because I believe that if we take these steps, this is my opinion. I don't really go, oh yeah, I back this person. I back that person and just jump on board. Cause I, that's <laughs> what I feel that'll help you, you know, anyone out. If you don't like being political, just remember that you don't have to be, you can be apolitical. You can be your own type. Yes. Of political. Like it, yeah. you can still stand up for anything, but you can have your own opinion. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent, man. It comes to talking to people like this, like in a day-to-day -day thing. Yeah. It shows like what you really, really care about, you know, like, and right. I, if we don't talk about it, then you do lose fans because you, you get people who are like, but I want to know where you stand on it. They go jump, you know, they jump on Joe Rogan's ass for anything he says all the time. Right. But I'm like, but he still has millions and millions of people watching him. So it's like he still has a big influence. So yeah. it's, it's funny like that. Well, listen, man, keep doing what you're doing because you too, man. You're killing it. I really appreciate it, man. And um, we'll definitely do this again, maybe another year, you know? Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> maybe before that. Last time I was yeah. here, I told you I would have some stuff I could talk to you about. Yeah. And uh, I don't even, I don't know if we talked about all my life back then and all that stuff when it happened, but yeah. those, those all went crazy. Like those films are crazy. So now I can tell you this, next time we talk, I got, I got some stuff I can't talk about right now. No, exactly. So yeah. And maybe when um, Tad, yeah. What is it called? What is it called? Tad Caldwell is not coming out till like next summer. I would say when, okay. uh, when Northern Shade comes out, like okay. I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you whatever I can send you on that. We got, yeah. I can say this too. They successfully received like $25,000 on the Kickstarter. So like we finished okay. from the, the movie and then they wanted to make $25,000 more so that they can do sound, audio, you know, production, special effects, okay. everything. And like I said, this dude does Deadpool. He knows what he needed for post yeah. even put one of my songs in the movie too it's really cool oh, do that. yeah it's so sick so i'm getting credit for that finally got a song in the movie it's awesome you finally but, get um, some fucking credit good <laughs> <laughs> but that dude i don't know like you look at will smith you look at these people when they get their songs in their movies it like it really does help them with their music career because people were like yeah. oh i remember that song it, it went with the movie you know right like, right no that's awesome man uh, so yeah next time uh you got something coming out we'll, we'll do this again in the meantime, let's stay in touch. Uh, I'll send you that music video and yeah, do it. Send me some shit too. Yeah, absolutely. I just maybe we can maybe we can do man. something one day together too. That'd be fun. I'm like besides this. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm always yeah. down to travel too. So wherever. Yeah. All right, Joseph. Later, man. Thanks a lot, man. Good seeing you. You too. Peace. It's the Hell Fucking Yeah podcast.